Hello, this is Patty Scalzo, welcoming you to Shear Jashub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. For the next quarter of an hour, my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be continuing with our series on Heavenly Authority. When we left off last time, we were in the book of Judges, chapter 6, where Gideon was preparing the troops to do battle with the Midianites. However, in the midst of this, we came to the important section on the Gideon's fleece. Gideon respectfully wishes to double-check his leading with the Lord, to make sure he is doing the Lord's will, the Lord's way, and in the Lord's time. So now, let's rejoin Pastor Greg in the study. And Gideon's respectful request of the Lord for surety, he wants surety, stands out in contrast to the opposition we saw by Moses, by Saul, to the call of God. He's not saying that he doesn't want to go, he wants to go. He's confirming the call. He was obedient concerning cutting down the altar of Baal. He knows the Lord has called him to defeat the Midianites. Have I not sent you? He says in verse 36, as you have said, he's called the troops, the spirits come upon him. He has a tremendous number of lives at stake. He takes his responsibility seriously and he wants to be sure and that this is God's will and that this is God's will for right now. And timing is important. We need to know the Lord's will. We need to know the Lord's time, to do the Lord's will in the Lord's time. And then we need to know the Lord's way, how to go about it. What is your will? When do we do it? And now the next section we're going to study is how do we do it? What is the Lord's way? And a responsible leader who takes his responsibility seriously, and really every believer in Jesus Christ has some position, some responsibility, something the Lord wants us to do. We should be as Gideon to want to lock down God's purpose, his will, his timing, and now as we study his way. What is the Lord's way? We start in Judges chapter 7. We pick it up in verse 1. And you could put a title on this section, chapter 7 of Judges, the right stuff. What God considers the right stuff is for, for battle, for spiritual battle. It says in verse 1, Then Jerubbaal, that is Gideon, that's the name the father gave to him after he cut down the idol, and all the people who were with him rose early and encamped beside the well of Herod, so that the camp of the Midianites was on the north side of them by the hill of Morah. This is all near the territory of Issachar. This is near that valley of Jezreel. A Herod is a well or spring near the mountain of Gilboa. Moria is a hill in the territory of Issachar. So the camp of the Midianites is on the north side of them. Verse 2. And the Lord Yahweh said to Gideon, 
The people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Now, therefore, proclaim in the hearing of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. And 22,000 of the people returned, and 10,000 remained. Lest Israel claim glory for itself against me. Whenever we take glory for ourselves, we're going against God. God must receive the glory. And if it's something that seems almost possible, now we'll find out later on in chapter 8 that the total of the enemy troops are 135,000. So even here, what do we have? We have 10,000 who stay and 22,000, so that's 32,000. 32,000 versus 135,000 does not seem promising. But still someone could say, well, you know, in, a, in the heat of battle, they did it by their courage, by their own strength, by their own commitment, and God's not going to allow that. He wants this victory to clearly be the victory of God. He doesn't want them to be able to say, we did it by our own hand. The glory has to go to God. And so he wants to cut them down. And there's a point here that you don't need numbers or what the world considers might to be in the Lord's service. You don't need a lot of people. You don't need a lot of power to do what's right to do for you. God is glorified in the small yet dedicated. God is glorified in the small forces victory over the large force. God is glorified when young David takes the slingshot and slays the giant Goliath. It brings glory to God because it cannot be done by men. The victory is clearly coming from God. And this is important in the study on heavenly authority. Often we can be impressed by large, magnificent buildings. We can be impressed by large denominational memberships. And people can assume, and it's a, it's a wrong assumption, that if something's large, if something's splendid, if there's a huge choir, if something seems so fortified that it has to be acceptable. And it's not true. It could be. But it's not always true. Often God works through the small and the seemingly inconsequential to bring about mighty spirit-anointed change to society, to bring about his victory, and to bring glory onto him. And you can have a magnificent building. You can load it up with people and have the most beautiful choir. And if the gospel of Jesus Christ is never preached, there is no victory over the enemy and it brings no glory unto God. God will use the small. God will use the inconsequential to bring his victory and to show his might and to proclaim his glory. And here he's not going to allow them to be 32,000. He's going to cull it down. He's going to winnow it down that we know the victory is of God. 
Often, too, size can be a hindrance. It can be cumbersome if we're loaded down with dead weight. And we'll see here that from the Lord's perspective, to have 32,000 people, many of whom are dead weight, do not have the characteristics needed for the battle, is not his will. It's not his way. His way is to have dedicated servants. And if there's only a few, there's only a few. And he purposely reduces, he's going to reduce the number of men. And that, that runs contrary to many modern churches, where in the modern church there's always a program to bring as many people in as possible. Now we should desire to witness the gospel and bring the word to as many people as possible. But many times for the churches to grow, the gospel becomes watered down in order to make it acceptable to as many as possible, that it does not offend because the important part is what? The numbers, to have a large congregation, to have a large congregation where there's money to do great buildings and have great salaries and, and great choirs. In order not to offend, the gospel becomes watered down. And so it runs contrary to many modern churches where they're looking to swell the church up no matter who comes in where here God purposely reduces the number he brings it down and the first winnowing brings it from 32,000 down to 10,000 10,000 remained and what was the basis of it verse 3 proclaim in the hearing of the people saying, whoever is fearful and afraid, whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. This is a mountain on the edge of the Jezreel Valley. And 22,000 of the people returned. 10,000 remained. Whoever is fearful, whoever is afraid, we cannot be fearful of the enemy. If we're fearful of the enemy, we'll see that what defeats the Midianites is fear. And if we're fearful, we'll never win the battle. We'll never win the victory if we're fearful of the enemy, if we're fearful what others can do to us, if we're fearful what the devil can do. Rather, they were faithful in God. There's no place in the camp if there's going to be God's glory and victory for fear and trembling. It's the first requirement, simple requirement for victorious battle. These troops have responded to the call that Gideon sent out with the trumpet. The ones that remain are those who responded in faith without fear. Fear is a paralyzing force. Fear can take a large number and make it be as one. Faith can take one and make it as a large number. But it's still too many. Verse 4, But the Lord said to Gideon, The people are still too many. Bring them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. Then it will be that of whom I say to you, This one shall go with you, the same shall go with you. 
And of whomever I say to you, this one shall not go with you, the same shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, everyone who laps from the water with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set apart by himself. Likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink, they have to be set apart also. Verse 6, And the number of those who lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, was 300 men. But all the rest of the people got down on their knees to drink water. Then the Lord said to Gideon, By the 300 men who lapped, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let all the other people go, every man to his place. Still too many. The 10,000 against 135,000 in God's sight was still too many. And so God is working against popular opinion, popular wisdom. He's reducing the numbers further. Thank you for listening to the program today. If you would like to write to us or help support the evangelical outreach of our church, please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us next time for Sheer Jeshub.